Hello? Hey there, it's Mallory Tadimi, and you're listening to the Imperfect Woman Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you listen often, welcome back. I love you so much, and thank you for being my friend, potential best friend even. And if you're new to my world, say hello. Thank you for coming here. Hi, I'm so happy to meet you. Oh my gosh, I'm such a nerd. <sighs> Thank you for being here. Well, last week I made an episode about upleveling my desires. That's where I was when I recorded that then. And it's kind of funny how the universe works. Something has been happening since I recorded the episode last week. Actually, a lot has been happening. A lot is still happening, actually. What I know so far is this. I only know what I know in hindsight. And I think this is something important to point out. As I move through this up-leveling process, things are going to come at me because I need to be able to create space for the new to come in. So how I look at it is maybe I'm on level five right now and to move up to level six, all the gunk has to get out of the way (laughs) so level six can come right on in. And the universe knows this. So how I like to describe it is the universe has a clearing process (laughs) where basically everything that needs to go, goes. And me as the human, I don't really have much control over what the universe is orchestrating because I put the desire out there. I made my declaration quite publicly. (laughs) Honestly, I did it right here on this podcast. I made the declaration public. I didn't just say it, I really said it. And the universe heard. And I have to say, I'm pretty sure it heard me loud and clear. There's been a lot happening in my world this week. There's been a lot of shifting in my external life, I guess I'll call it. And these external shifts have created internal shifts. And it's the internal shifts that are the ones that need the most attention right now, at least in this conversation. Because these internal shifts that I've been going through, as a consequence of the external shifts, as a consequence of upleveling my desires, these internal shifts are raising my standards quite a bit. It's interesting how I continue to evolve as a person, as the leader of Imperfect Woman. I grow along with my company and I grow along with my clients. And the shifts are just so interesting. I'm going to use the word interesting. They've just been so interesting. And the energy I look at them at is 
not an energy of, oh, what's happening in my life? Oh my gosh, everything has turned upside down. That's not how I look at it. I tend to sit back and observe. And I've been doing this all week. And what I can tell you about this process that I'm going through or have gone through, I don't even know if it's done yet. We'll see. We'll see if things settle down. What I can tell you so far in hindsight is that the energy I'm coming at this next up level with is surrender. It's just simply surrender. I'm not fighting what is shifting around me. I'm not fighting it. And because I'm not fighting it, it's bringing me this internal feeling of peace, almost serenity, kind of like the eye of the storm. When we lived in Louisiana, the year that we moved there, a hurricane came through. I'm trying to remember the name of it right now, but I can't. I'm sure I can. When was it? It wasn't a terrible one. Let's see. I'll Google for you real fast. Let's see who was there. It was 2012. Isaac. Yes. Okay. Hurricane Isaac came through where we were living in Louisiana, a little bit west of New Orleans. Well, a little bit down the bayou. (laughs) And the eye of the storm came right over us. It was the craziest thing. We had just moved in. Our furniture was not there from Chicago yet. It was on a truck coming to us. And the truck had to stop outside of New Orleans and it had to dock or whatever it needed to do because the storm was coming. Everything kind of shut down. And this is my my first month living in Louisiana ever. <laughs> I wasn't very experienced with hurricanes at the time. So we were there in our new little apartment with our one-year-old daughter. We only had one kid at that point and no furniture. We literally had the blow-up mattress situation going on. And um, I think we had bought a little patio set at Lowe's, like one of those plastic wicker looking sets. And we had put it in the kitchen just so we had a table, but our intention was to put it outside after our furniture came. So that's all we had. It was the three of us with an air mattress. I think my daughter had a playpen and a faux wicker table in the kitchen. And it was nighttime as the first wall of rain and wind and everything else from Hurricane Isaac came over us. The apartment complex we were in was newer and it had those tiny little trees that were being held up by a sliver of wood (laughs) on three or four sides. And the wind was just howling. I had never heard wind like this in my life. 
And this is actually moving from Chicago, the Windy City. And it actually is windy in Chicago. It's not just political. It's pretty windy. And before that, we were living in Pittsburgh, where I'm originally from. But we were coming from Chicago. And these poor little trees were just literally bent over. So they were horizontal, like just the twigs, like of a fresh tree branch in the woods behind my house in Pittsburgh, where it was like slightly green and it was bendy like that. (laughs) The tree was just bent and it did not snap. And I can remember sleeping, trying to sleep on the air mattress next to my husband and just shivering. I was literally shaking. I was so afraid. I had no idea what we were about to go through. I was second guessing staying there because whenever there's a hurricane, there's always a rush of people that leave, that are on the highways, that are getting all the gas, that are just hours and hours and hours of bumper to bumper traffic to get out of there. And I want to say, what what category was it? It was, was it a one or two? It was like a one or two. It wasn't a three. Three would have been a little bit more serious. It was like a one or two. Not really a storm you just leave from unless there's some reason where you absolutely have to like a medical condition or maybe losing power wouldn't have been something sustainable. So we were on a higher side of elevation also. We weren't like in the bayou, so we didn't have to leave. It wasn't like, um, what do they call it? A mandatory. It wasn't mandatory. So we stayed And the first band of storms came in and I'm shaking and that lasts all through, all through the night and into the morning. And I think it was maybe around 10 a.m. or so. I went to take the dog out because what do you do when you have a dog and there's a hurricane and he doesn't like storms? I mean, all you can do is wait. So the rain quieted down a little bit the next morning, and I took him outside. I didn't know if he'd like it, probably not, but I took him outside. And I noticed the sky got very clear, but it was like kind of like a yellow haze. But there were just no clouds. You could look anywhere in the sky, and it was this like blue, yellow, hazy sky. Not like the pretty pink and purple sunset. It was a yellow haze. And I thought to myself, wow, the storm passed. This is it. This is it. We made it through. And I went to look on my phone, the Weather Channel or whatever we had in 2012 on our cell phones. And I saw that the storm wasn't done. In fact, there was a little dot, one of those little GPS dots of current location. And we were in the eye of the storm. The eye of the storm was literally on top of us. And slowly but surely, 
as I walked our dog around the pond outside that all the other apartments were kind of built around on a circle. I called it <laughs> the snake pond because of all the cotton mouths that were in the pond. Yes, you could see them hanging from the trees, their long black bodies. It was lovely. Uh, but it's part of Louisiana. So we were walking around the pond on this little walking path and all the residents started to come out and walk their dogs. It was just the eeriest feeling. Things got really calm, but the sky was yellow. And if we didn't have radar, I mean, I would have thought the storm passed. I would have no idea. So walked around a little bit, went inside, and we waited. And about two hours later, the other side of the storm came. And it was, it was bad. The trees went horizontal again. It was very scary because I just didn't know what going through a storm of that caliber would be like. Where I grew up in Pittsburgh, we don't have hurricanes. Definitely didn't have hurricanes in Chicago, but there were blizzards, and that was terrible. We went through a couple of those. Uh, but blizzards don't seem to be as scary as hurricanes, to me at least, because you don't go anywhere. You just stay inside. Like there, you, There's not even option an option for you to go outside where hurricane, you can still open the door. <sighs> it was very, very scary. That unknown was very scary. And then to see the sideways trees and just, I had never seen what life would be like on the other side. I just didn't know. But after living there for six years, on the year six, I knew. I knew what was going to happen. I knew how to throw and participate in a hurricane party. I knew to go to the drive through daiquiri and to get my daiquiri the day before and put it in the freezer. And yes, you can get daiquiris to go in your car. <laughs> There's like daiquiri shops there. And it looks just like a McDonald's drive through where you go and they have like 30 flavors of daiquiris with alcohol in them that you can purchase. You can get this like big cup. Think of like a big gulp at 7-Eleven. You could get a smaller one. Or if you're having a party, you could get a gallon of daiquiri and they take like a milk jug, not an actual milk jug, but they get empty milk jugs and they fill it with daiquiris, like alcoholic daiquiris, <laughs> alcohol inside. And they seal it with a piece of tape. And that's how you can drive with the alcohol. So even if you get the one that it's not like a screw top, if you get the one that looks like a big gulp, I mean, if you get the one that looks like a milk jug, there's a screw top to it. But if you get the one that's like a cup with a straw, they take a piece of masking tape and they tape the top of the cup where the straw hole is. <laughs> and then you just have the straw attached, like taped with the tape on the side. 
So as long as you don't have your straw, and I am not an attorney, so I don't know how this goes legally. I just know from experience of what happens when you go through the drive uh, the drive through. They give it to you and just don't put the straw inside the cup. You have to wait. You have to be patient and go home <laughs> or wherever you're going to. So I learned these things. I learned that there can be safety on the other side of the hurricane, but there are things to watch out for, like the unfortunate event of Hurricane Katrina and what happened in New Orleans. And I was there after that. Um, But even when we left in 2018, you you could still see the damage. You could still see the tall buildings with windows blown out and some of the areas where the homes were destroyed. it was still there all the way in 2018. So there's risks such as flooding, like what happened uh, with Katrina, which can be just absolutely devastating, absolutely devastating. So it becomes a little bit more about knowing your area, knowing your elevation, and just it's like knowing the lay of the land and also the situation with the levees, which is never guaranteed. So it's a very tough decision to ride out a hurricane. I mean, there there is a lot to think about. It's not all just daiquiris and, I mean, I'd say crawfish, but hurricane season is not crawfish season, <laughs> nor Mardi Gras season. That's in the spring. A hurricane is like summer and early fall. So it's not just all daiquiri parties and zaps, voodoo, chips, and gosh, all the other incredible food there. Oh my God. Fried catfish. So good. Oysters. Amazing. Red beans and rice. Oh, I haven't had that in forever. Crawfish etouffee. (gasps) Take me back. Oh my gosh. I ate so much food when we lived in New Orleans. So... Back to the story, though. Once I knew what was on the other side-ish, because, again, it's never the same and never guaranteed, I felt a little bit more comfortable. I knew I could weather a storm as long as something super unpredictable didn't happen. Like, there could be things that would happen that would be absolutely beyond my control and I would just have to figure out what to do very fast. Like so many people in New Orleans when Katrina came and the river reversed and the flooding. That was a very difficult situation that you could argue could be predicted, but maybe not. You know, you're forced to think very fast if that becomes your current situation. So there's always that risk. But the point of this story is you don't end up laying in the bed shaking the second time. Or maybe you do, but you just shake a little bit less. And then third time, maybe you just sit and watch the storm. And then the fourth time, maybe you go to the neighbor's house, watch it with them, have a couple drinks and the fifth time, the sixth time, seventh time, you know, and so on. Unless there's something that 
is very, very, very bad coming. And then everybody would leave. And that's what I feel like up-leveling is like. It's making the declaration, as I did last week on last week's episode. You can go back and listen to that if you want. It's making the declaration, taking the inspired action, as in what comes into your intuition for where you need to go or what you need to do next. It's not knowing the how-to. It's just simply your internal navigation system gently helping you go in the right direction. And then you wait. You're doing the thing. You're moving in the direction. It's kind of like feeling in a dark room. Maybe you're in like a closet that potentially has a hundred doors, like something you would see in a movie and it's totally dark and you're feeling around and you don't know which door to open. Kind of like that. Things start to shift. You start to feel different. Bad things happen. Good things happen. Just kind of observe it from the outside. And as I've experienced so many times in this up-leveling process, Once you put the desire out there, the universe has to do some rearranging. And so it does. And then it calms down a little bit. And that's the eye of the storm. And I think I'm in the eye of the storm right now. And you know that the rest of the storm is coming on the other side. It's coming. But the thing that I know now Because of my experiences and all that I have been through in life, I will get through to the other side. But very much like a storm, there's nothing I can do to stop it. There's not a pause button. I can't just say, freeze, and then we all freeze like Zach Morris and say by the bell. It doesn't work that way. I have to surrender and I have to let the universe finish what it's doing. And the only thing I can do is trust in the process. Trust that everything is working out for me as it needs to. Because in order to move into my next level identity, I'm going to need that space. I'm going to need the old cleared out so I can let the new come in. And I'm going to leave you with this question. I'm going to leave you with this question. Are you prepared to weather the storm? Because when you put that desire rocket out there in the words of Esther Hicks, When you put that desire rocket out there, you have to let it go. It's beyond your control. You can only do what you can do, which is use your internal navigation system to help guide your actions while the universe is handling that rocket. Just like a hurricane, there's nothing we can do to stop the hurricane once it's coming. And when we launch that desire rocket, 
we invite the hurricane in. And right now, the hindsight I can give you in the middle of this hurricane that I'm sitting in being I've already moved through the wall and I'm waiting for the back half is that the energy to shift in is surrender. Let the universe do its job. Your job right now is to follow that internal compass and to keep moving in the direction you're being pulled. If you can just do that, everything's going to work itself out. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. If this is something you've enjoyed, if this is something that you got something out of, I ask you to please share this episode. Please share it with another woman. Please hit the share button and send out the link. Take a screenshot of yourself listening to it. Take a selfie of yourself listening to it. Tag me on Instagram at Mallory Tadimi or at Imperfect Woman HQ. You can also go on Facebook and join our Imperfect Woman Facebook group. It's free. And I talk a lot about this stuff on there. And it's also an incredible community of high-performing women that want more out of life. And I think you'll find some really great friends in there. I'm so honored to have this community. Thank you for being here with me. And I'll see you on the other side of the hurricane.